On this episode of The Pour Over, we hash out the next episode of Westworld, The Episary. Oh, crap. Wait. Oh, man. See, my window's too small. I couldn't see the rest of that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> the struggle. Uh, the struggle, man. Google Drive is not my friend. It's my adversary. All right. Um, That's right. On this episode of The Pour Over, we hash out the next episode of Westworld, The Episary. Stay tuned to also hear about our favorite non-coffee drinks and what's making us happy this week. Hey friends, and welcome to the Pour Over Podcast, hosted by myself, Dill, and Joe. Each week we bring you our thoughts on a certain episode of a TV show, and most importantly, chit-chat about the very thing so many of us depend on each morning, coffee. So, how's it going, Joe? Yo, 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 it's good, man, it's good, just, uh... Enjoying the day before Labor Day, which is probably better than Labor Day itself because you don't have to go to work tomorrow. Yeah, well, that's nice. I actually, I didn't even realize it was Labor Day or that it was like even a holiday. Yeah. Um, b- because I, I don't have school on Mondays anyways. So for me, it's just like another Monday. Yeah, look, look at but, you. Yeah, Lucky, maybe that's, that's me speaking out of that uh, student privilege or something. But, college life. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, "Oh yeah, everyone's excited because it's long weekend." But yeah, it it does that make you like appreciate weekends, or I mean, you know, weekends and holidays less. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, which is is bad because I appreciate it less because I basically get it every week in some sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I just use it for like doing homework and stuff. So right. I'm still doing like work, but it's not like a special day where I don't have to do something that I used to have to do. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's okay. Mm. Yeah, because, you know, being in the working world, and I guess this is always also the case when I was in grad school, but you get hit hard with the Sunday blues, you know? Mm. They come around, they come on around, like, you know, 4 o'clock on Sunday night, and you're like, oh, God, I got to go to work tomorrow. I got to sleep mm-hmm. on time tonight. No more messing around. Um and then you think about the coffee you'll make in the morning, and that makes everything a little bit better. Yeah, well, true that, true that. Speaking of, mm-hmm. any uh, any coffee pickups recently or anything new with uh, coffee experiences this past week? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, I've, I've been brewing that dark roast, and I think, like we mm. were talking about last week, the flavor is a little bit alien to us, or, mm-hmm. you know, at least it's not the type of coffee we typically buy. Um, so this week I actually just today, I went and bought a light roast, um, to just mix it up a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is the, uh, Bella Vista bourbon out of, um, Minas Gerais, Gerais, Brazil. And, mm. uh, yeah, I got it from our, our local coffee shop. They have a roaster, in downtown but um or closer to downtown but we have a local uh kind of satellite near where i live and um yeah it's uh it's supposed to have flavors of peanut butter chocolate and cinnamon Ooh, cinnamon interesting Mm. yeah i think it's really interesting because it's a light roast they have a scale from one to ten and it's a three yet typically for light roast you associate more like floral and uh, you know, fruity flavors. Yeah. But these are all kind of like, you know, those more, how do you describe it? Like more 
earthy, uh, savory. Yeah, savory, savory, earthy, nutty flavors. So I was like, oh, interesting. Hmm. Uh, have you brewed it yet? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna break it out tomorrow. Ooh, that's always exciting. First brew from a new bag. Yeah, yeah. You gotta make sure it's fresh too. Yeah, that's right. Um, what about you, man? Uh, nothing for me personally, but this week I was able to introduce a friend to the world of specialty coffee, kind of. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't know if he listened to this podcast and it gives us uh, a pseudo authority on coffee or something mm-hmm. just because we talk about it. But Most definitely. Um, he's, yeah. yeah, you know, I, I'll accept that. Mm-hmm. Um but he's telling me he's trying to get more into coffee because he's he's just drinking the normal, you know, like mm-hmm. Mr. Coffee machine, whatever, coffee. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I actually got, like, some of my stuff together that I don't use all the time. Kind of made him, like, a little star- starter coffee kit mm-hmm. and brought it over to him. And uh, in the morning, we I kind of showed him how it works and, and whatnot. So I, I brought him my AeroPress, um, some of that dark roast beans, <laughs> my manual grinder. And yeah. yeah, that was it. I brought a kettle, but he he's getting his own kettle. But I just brought one, Ooh. um, just to show him how to use it. Yeah. So yeah, it was cool. Um, it yeah, it was exciting being able to show someone, mm-hmm. um, and introduce them into coffee mm-hmm. and kind of asking him how how it's been going. I mean, it's, it's learning process, mm-hmm. so, so I get that. But yeah, that's exciting for me to wow. to be able to introduce someone into that. Yeah, sharing the gospel of coffee, man. Yeah, that's right. Mm. That's right. Believe and be be saved. Yeah, thank you for um, doing the Lord's work. Yeah, that's thank right. You. Yeah. yeah, praise Him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, he's gonna buy a gooseneck kettle. I mean, that's a pretty big investment. Oh, uh, he's he's uh, he's just getting a normal electric kettle. I, I told him oh. that he, he doesn't need a gooseneck right now, right? Right. Um, because since I I'm letting him borrow my AeroPress, I thought oh. it's not necessary for that. Yeah. Although I told him, you know, he could depend. I gave him the option, like mm-hmm. either that B house that I I was using or the AeroPress. Yeah, I, but I think the AeroPress is a little more approachable, so mm-hmm. I kind of, kind of just went that route. But yeah, yeah. So it's it's cool. I think the first. So like I I did an example brew with mine, and I I don't use the AeroPress that often. Mm-hmm. So I, I made it, and it could be because it's also the dark roast, but also because I'm out of practice with it. Sure. It was it was fairly over extracted, like just a little bit, so a little bit bitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had him try, and then he, his extraction time was like at least a minute longer than mine. Uh huh. So uh, he brewed it for a lot longer than I did. So I was like, "Oh, yours probably tastes super bitter." Uh-huh. But you know, he's trying. He's trying to be like, "Oh, it's, it's okay. It's okay." So I mean, <laughs> it's a learning experience. Um, yeah. As we, we both ended up putting a little bit of creamer in our coffee. Sure. That's like the first time I, I put creamer in mine. Yeah, man. In like so long, but you know, it helps. Yeah. You know, do, do what you gotta it. do. For sure. Yeah. So hopefully uh, the the dark roast won't dissuade him, but you know I, I try to explain that it's a little different than what um, I usually buy. Mm-hmm. Not, not to say it's like worse or anything, but just the flavor wise, you know, could be misconstrued as like more bitter versus something else. Right. But yeah, so hopefully he gets into it. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, maybe he'll just hate coffee and just like throw all my stuff away. But who knows? Yeah, you, you know, to each his <laughs> own. You know, different different strokes, different folks. So, you know, if you like to go Keurig, then, you know, I'm not going to judge you, you know, but... Um, yeah, you know, whatever works for you. So, right. um, yeah, hopefully the, the, he'll like the AeroPress, though. I think it's 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 a good introduction, um, Brewer. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that's a great kind of segue, I guess, into our coffee topic for today. And I actually wanted to do kind of a filler topic for the filler episode that I felt (laughs) this episode of Westworld was. Uh, We could talk more about that later. But I was wondering for you, Dill, when you're not drinking coffee, what are some of your favorite beverages? Um, Yeah, so some of my non-coffee beverages. So, I mean, honestly, most of the time I'm either drinking coffee or just water. Okay. Um, I'm pretty generic in that sense. But if I'm trying to treat myself and whatnot, um, some non, non-coffee, non-water drinks, um, mm-hmm. let me start, start pretty basic. I actually really like apple juice. Um, oh. Specifically, I, I don't know why, I really like drinking apple juice on airplanes. It's just mm. really random. But, you know, when they bring that card around, I'm yeah. always like, yes, I'm going to get me some apple juice. Um, <laughs> get hyped maybe it's because I never buy juice. it. Yeah, you know, get pretty hyped. And, you know, stewardess, like, yeah, apple juice. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's because I never buy it. Cause I, I, I try not to buy juice and stuff. Oh. Um, so maybe maybe that's why. Why not? But also, yeah, um, it's just a lot of sugar. Mm. So I, I try to just eat fruit versus drinking it. Because when I was younger, I would, like, chug like a whole container of orange juice basically because uh-huh. i was like oh it's juice it's healthy <laughs> um so i would like literally chug the whole thing and then yeah. i i think it uh contributed to my childhood obesity but oh boy um yeah so there's just a lot of sugar there so i try to avoid that and just drink water when i can yeah, yeah apple juice um then getting a little more fancy um Something I really like is winter melon tea. Ooh. Um, so that's something I get at like boba shops, you know, milk yeah. tea kind of places around. I, I like the winter melon, yeah, because yeah. it's not as not as sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know. Um, so I, I yeah, I like that. I think it's dude, one that's of my a favorites. that's a throwback right there, man. Before yeah, dude. Before even like boba shops started selling them, we had those winter winter melon can drinks. Ooh, you know, yeah. like the Dongguacha. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. You can add a little cream yeah. to that, make it like a watermelon green tea or watermelon milk tea. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. So Very nice. Yeah, that's that's me, though. Uh, what, what, what are you drinking when you're not drinking coffee? Um, I'm big on the coconut water. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's kind of like you with apple juice. Like, I just... I, I don't... I didn't drink a lot of it when I was a kid, but... Mm-hmm. It's just so hydrating and like refreshing, and it's like a little bit sweet. So yeah. I really indulge whenever I'm at like Whole Foods or um, you know the grocery store. If there's a good deal on some coconut water, I'll definitely go and just pick it up, and then mm-hmm. just drink it straight up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I mix it with like orange juice too, so it, you can oh. kind of get like a yeah, like a little tropical tropical drink. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I'm a fan of apple juice too. Uh, I I do like uh, Martinelli's the the oh, apple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. Uh, sparkling yeah, the, the, the apple. non-alcoholic celebration. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah. Um. Nice. Yeah. I, hmm, I I don't know if I'm like a super big fan of milk teas anymore. Mm-hmm. Um. I used to be like really into them, and then now whenever I go and get milk tea. I, I I never get boba. Oh yeah, yeah. Why, why is that? I don't. I think it was the whole like controversy of the boba balls being 
like made out of chemicals and not being healthy for you. And then I just like slowly started believing that and then just like Mm -hmm. not got them. You know, I never get them anymore. Nice. Yeah, I actually don't get them either. But for me, it's mostly I'm not someone that has a big sweet tooth. So Mm -hmm. in general, like I try to cut down on sugar, but also sugar doesn't super appeal to me unless it's ice cream. But that's different. Yes. Um, I think I'm the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I try not to get boba, like the bubbles, or I just don't really get milk tea um, in general. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's like expensive, and like if I'm already like spending money on coffee, I'm yeah. like I, I'm just gonna choose one. So right, yeah, yeah. We salty boys here. Yeah, that's right. Savory boys. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I want to try something with you, Dill. Uh, we're gonna try another game on this coffee topic, yeah. and I'm gonna call this the Would You Rather Lightning Round. So I'm going to give you two caffeinated drinks. Uh, I think they're caffeinated. And I want you to tell me which one you would rather drink. Mm. So you don't have to explain why, hence it being a lightning round. But if there's a special reason, I think we want to know. So um, you ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Red Bull or Monster? Monster, hands down. Red Ooh. Bull tastes like pee. <laughs> it tastes really bad. Oh. Um, I'm also biased because I used to drink a lot of Monster in college. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I, I do I remember like, that about I, you. Yeah. yeah, I went to Sam's and bought like their 30 pack or whatever, and I had like a little mountain of Monster on my desk. Oh my god. Yeah. And scary. I used to work in the hospital, and in the doctor's lounge, they had free Monster. Oh my god. Which seems like counterintuitive because it's unhealthy, but yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, monster for sure. Although it's it's so bad for you. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, Coke or Pepsi? Um, neither. Mm. If I, if I can say that, I okay. I don't. Well, I don't really drink soda. I didn't really grow up drinking soda. Except when I do, I drink the worst ones. So mm-hmm. I drink a lot. I drink Mountain Dew for a season, and I drink I drink Monster for a season. Okay. Otherwise, though, I don't really like soda. Okay, so I'll follow that up with. Mountain Dew or Dr. Pepper? Oh, yeah. I already said Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. Oh, okay. Um, a Frappe or Frapp or a Cola Slurpee? Hmm. I think a Frapp. Oh, okay. Right answer, yes. right answer. Yeah, um, Arizona Green Tea or an Arnold Palmer? So for those who don't know, it's like the half tea, half lemonade drinks. This one's actually really hard. Um, I like them both a lot, actually. Um, I think I would go with the Arnold Palmer, just because I drink it less, but I I do like it. Okay. Uh, Drinking a five-hour energy or four loco? Um, So I don't know what a four loco is. Oh, okay. I guess I'll choose that because I don't know what it is. (laughs) I'm not even sure if they make it anymore, but it's a... uh, it's an energy drink like Monster, but they add alcohol to it. Oh, wait, what? Yeah, and so, like, these kids are, were actually buying Four Locos because for some reason people were selling them to kids under 21, and they were just oh, wow. getting super messed up. <laughs> and so they had to, like, change the formula a little bit. So I think they still sell them. They're just, they're just differently oh, flavored. That, that sounds horrible. Yeah, it's pretty bad. 
All right, last one. Milk tea or Thai iced tea? Ooh, I think if it's a good Thai tea, then Thai tea. But otherwise, milk tea because most Thai tea is not that good here. So okay. All right, you heard it yeah. from the man, Dill. It's milk tea yeah, yeah. most of the times, unless it's a really good Thai iced tea. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, I guess that uh, wraps it up for our non-coffee discussion mm-hmm. during our coffee talk segment. But, you know, that's how that goes. Uh, moving on to our Westworld discussion. Um this week, we are discussing episode 6 of season 1 of Westworld, The Adversary. Teddy and the man in black continue on their journey to find Wyatt. They come upon a Union army base, and Teddy, whom we discover fought for Wyatt, mows everyone down with a Gatling gun. Lee mops, mops, around, <laughs> Lee mops around the Westworld bar and bumps into Charlotte Hale, who we later discover is a board member sent to observe the park. Bernie and Elsie continue their investigation, and Elsie makes the startling discovery that it's Teresa who has been smuggling data out of the park. Bernard also finds out about Ford's secret house and the first-generation hosts who are not in the new systems. Finally, Maeve discovers that she can wake from slumber and charms Felix into showing her the truth of Westworld. Maeve learns that all of her actions and attributes are programmed, and with the help of Felix and Sylvester, she sets her intelligence to the maximum level. That is a lot of stuff. Yes. So, yeah. So what what were your initial takeaways or impressions of this episode? Yeah, this episode was okay. Mm. Um, yeah, it was just okay. Uh, what what are kind of your initial thoughts? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, this definitely was not one of my favorite episodes. I think, I think I rank it toward the bottom, maybe with, like, episode two. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say any of them are bad, because Westworld, I think the scale is just, like, better, it's you know, mm-hmm. compared to other stuff. Right. But compared to itself, you know, maybe Westworld's a victim of its own success. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, I didn't enjoy this one quite as much. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Like I said in the beginning, I felt like this episode was kind of a filler like it, it gave us a lot of answers to questions that we had but it did it in mm-hmm. a way that didn't really mm, progress the story that we've been kind of on for the past two episodes mm-hmm. and it just kind of like filled in the gaps if you will of like who ford is um like what this whole arnold thing is about and um and th- and there, I think there were just a lot of scenes in this episode where it was like, okay, like can we can we can we go? Can we like can we get to the point? Because like mm-hmm. the whole episode had um, little like snippets of Maeve's journey, right? Like becoming, um, you know, waking from slumber, uh, getting her stats up, uh, and then that whole segment could have probably just been like a fifteen, like a ten minute segment in in kind of one sitting but they kind of spliced it throughout the episode um which i think that was to me like even though in our summary we just shared is kind of like the last bit i feel like that was kind of the the main piece of this whole episode i don't know yeah i definitely agree um yeah the mave storyline in this i think was the most interesting to me 
So I actually I I, I kind of liked like I guess where it ended, mm-hmm. but in general for this episode, just what I didn't like was like the journey, you know, the process yeah. of the episode, like how they kind of did the storytelling. Because mm-hmm. in general, Westworld like storytelling is their strong suit in my opinion. It's mm-hmm. like amazing. You mm-hmm. get immersed into it. You like get really invested and. You know, they, they play with your emotions. Like, it's great. Um, <laughs> but this one, like, I, I don't know if, you know, it was, like, the writing, the directing, or whatever. Like, in general, like, I, I feel like in this episode, they try to go with, like, this thriller, suspense mm. kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't really work for me. Yeah. Like, I just, like, some some of the scenes I felt, like, really cliche. And, like, mm-hmm. I, I found myself, I was like, Westworld, you're better than this. Uh, um, yeah. You know, like, like you, you don't have to go and do those things because you, right. you already know how to tell a story, right? Yeah. So, like, you know, I can appreciate them trying to, like, mix it up and do something different. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I just feel like it, it just didn't land for me, which was fine. I mean, I, I forgive them. It, yeah. it's, it's fine. You know, it wasn't a bad episode, but right. it's just not as good as the rest. It felt like almost like CSI type, like, bones kind of yeah. like episode you know with the investigations and like you said the cliches and the writing you know it was just a little bit uh not as it didn't have that Westworld like finesse you know like mm-hmm. it just felt like some of the lines were just kind of like oh and like you expect them to like play some kind of like general hospital like background music when like Bernie tries yeah. to be like oh it was you Teresa <laughs> yeah i was like please Elsie, tell me you're not gonna say is teresa yeah and then, like bernie's in the room with teresa and she, he's on the phone and he like turns and looks at her <laughs> and i was like no Stop don't it. do that and then when um yeah. when elsie's uh, you know creeping around the house she's like oh god this is like is like freddie gonna pop out of some, you know the shadow or something <laughs> like yes and then she says, like, what we're all expecting, who, like, we're thinking, like, oh, this is, like, obviously Arnold. She's like, uh, Arnold? They're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I was just like, no, don't do that. <laughs> um, yeah, so I agree. There's definitely, it just felt like a filler episode and, like. The the information was valuable, I mm-hmm, guess, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's just all all in the presentation that kind of um, lost it for me. Sure, sure. So, yeah. Hmm. Well, let's go back to the the Mave and the Felix stuff. Um, what did you think about the whole like attributes and like having like point values and things like that? Yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, I thought about, like, rewinding and pausing just to look at the tablet to see, like, how in-depth they, they went with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ended up not doing that. But, um, yeah, I, it makes sense <clears throat> that if they're designing personalities, that they would kind of have these different attributes and different, like, levels of it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it was, it was interesting when, like, Felix is trying to explain it to her, and she's like not processing it. Yeah, um, yeah. and then yeah, I thought I thought it was cool how so that that was one part I liked when they kind of showed basically her word choices, yeah, like how the flow of how she's going to respond. Yes, and she like says the line, and then on the tablet it says what she just said, mm-hmm. and then she starts like freaking out, like she like crazy. can't compute basically. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's just like error, error, error. Yeah, um, so I actually like that part. That was cool. Um, yeah, and then she, like, totally just um, overloaded and shut down. And Felix mm-hmm. was like, oh, crap. Um, but, 
yeah, so it, it was cool. I I I kind of liked that little uh, behind the scenes look. Yeah, that they gave Maeve, and at the same time gave us. Um, yeah, just yeah, that little like Easter egg or that little little detail that adds to the world of Westworld. And um, I actually clipped the attribute matrix for um, Maeve, and mm-hmm. um, I was looking at some of the scores. And she has, obviously, like an 18 in charm, an 18 in sensuality, a 15 in courage. It's interesting. Uh, 17 in tenacity. It just goes on and on. Some of the other ones that are kind of interesting was uh, humility was like a three. Um, Mm. What else was there? Cruelty was a one. Um, Oh. That makes me think of like okay when she was like about to kill Sylvester, you know, yeah. like she didn't kill him, and maybe her cruelty being a one is kind of like well maybe she would never actually hurt or kill anyone, but she's she's like all talk, you know. Mm. Yeah, I think she's like a, a master manipulator. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, that's basically what she says when, when she has the scalpel to his throat. You know, she's like you know I, I'm programmed to to read people and to know them, um, basically. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, that's very, that, that scene though, that, that was very tense yes. where, where she like gets up and pulls that scalpel on him. I yep. was like, Oh shoot. Yeah. She's gonna, she's gonna kill someone. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was pretty scary. Uh, and I, I appreciated that. Um, yeah. Kind of wish she did though. <laughs> Sylvester. I don't like that guy. <laughs> He's so annoying. Yeah. Yeah, he's just trying to get in the way for Felix, man. Whatever Fe- Felix is trying to mm. improve his life or something. Mm-hmm. Well, it, we don't actually know, but you yeah. know, Felix trying to do something, and Sylvester's like, nah. You know, he's just kind of in there trying to you know tell on him or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah, he's like he's like that coworker that's like on the same level as you. Like he's not your boss, but he always tells you like what to do and like points mm-hmm. out everything wrong about what you do. But he and he, he's also like tight with the boss, so you like you don't want to like, you know, talk bad about him. Anyway, no personal experiences here. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Sylvester, pretty annoying. Felix, though, I I, I think I, I'm I'm intrigued by his character. Okay. Um, Beside this I fact think... that he's Asian. Yeah, yeah, you know that helps. <laughs> he's like shout out. Got the Asian guy who is trying to be good at coding and stuff, but we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I think it's interesting. I, it's actually, they, I don't think they've actually revealed what his motivations are mm-hmm. and like what he's trying to do. Like, you know, he's trying to program the bird in the previous episode. Right. And Sylvester's like, oh, you're trying to become a coder or something. But um, Felix never actually says. And then I found myself in this episode because, you know, Maeve asked, Felix to give him basically like a tour like she wants to see the upper levels of the people that designed her and her personality yes and then he does it and Mm -hmm. like the whole time I found myself asking like Felix why like Mm -hmm. this isn't necessary you know like you're not like under her control or like you know like Mm -hmm. you you can say no Um, basically he could simply just report her or something right you know something's wrong uh, but he does it, mm-hmm. and there still isn't an answer provided for that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, like, wondering, like, yeah, Felix, what are your motivations and intentions? Because right. there's just a lot of, 
like suggestions or like you know guessing, but he hasn't mm. shown his cards yet as a person, as a character. Yeah, so I, I don't know. He's he's intriguing to me. We don't know if he's like really a uh, significant character though either. Like mm-hmm. I. I I I want to like him, but I don't want to be too attached because he could just be that um, crucial, insignificant character that gets Maeve to that next level and moves mm. the story along. Though, I think it would be interesting if Felix had a bigger role because I think he, he has a lot of empathy for these hosts. Uh, you know, as seen from that scene where he uh, was kind of inspecting the host. It was I think that was him. Or no, it was someone else that that yeah, that was someone else that Ford was like. Um, anyways, so I think Felix has a lot of empathy for these hosts, um, and also he comes maybe from like a similar background because I remember in a previous episode, Felix shared that he was raised to do this, or he was um, birthed to do this in embryo, like to become mm-hmm. uh, this uh, cleanup crew guy. So I wonder, and they haven't really revealed what's going on the in in the real world, but I wonder if there's kind of a similar um, caste system or kind of like predestination in birth, so that when people are born, they're given specific roles. I don't know. Dang, that's that's pretty uh, pretty meta. Oh Next yeah, level. I went too far there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. Hey, that's that's interesting. Yeah, because they're they're designing and and choosing who the hosts are gonna be, and like right. man, it could be could be something happening in in the real world too. That's mm-hmm. that's, that's a good catch. Um, let's let's go on to Ford. Um, what did you think about the different reveals of Ford in this episode? Yeah, I mean, the first one that definitely comes to mind is his secret family, basically, mm-hmm. like his recreation of his childhood. Yeah. Um that that was very it's like slightly creepy, slightly mm-hmm. like very creepy. I, I, I didn't really feel bad for him because I was like, oh uh, but it, yeah, it's kinda like sad maybe. Mm-hmm. But also yeah, creepy at the same time, like, oh what what's up with this? And like um and the fact that they only listen to him. Yes. Like and Bernie basically tries to like, hey, you know, um stop, you know, whatever, <laughs> give his voice command and yeah. the guy just goes up to him. And continues to like actually lay hands on Bernie, mm-hmm. on Bernard, and so that like I think just kind of adds to like this character that Ford is becoming. That like mm-hmm. he seems pretty sinister, and like you don't really know mm-hmm. what he his his ultimate goal is. Right, you know he's like doing something, but you don't actually know where he's going with it. Like he's always flexing his like God muscles. Yeah, of just like he's in control. Yeah, and like now that is revealed that there are host that he actually can control and no one else can mm-hmm. um is concerning mm-hmm. for me um yeah so that's that was very interesting and then him like basically trying to hang out with the younger version of himself yeah is like i i there's like something there yeah. that I haven't revealed quite yet but i'm like oh you know uh, what's what's going on in terms of like his his psyche and and stuff right um yeah so a lot of questions for me at mm-hmm. least which is really like ironic about Ford and like having this childhood vignette from uh, this vignette from his childhood. Though last episode he said he's not a sentimental person, and that the storyline he was creating was not to like you know be sentimental. So 
like, what's really going on here, Ford? Like, who are you? On the service level, you seem kind of intimidating because of the power you have over these hosts. But on the deeper level, are you just like a lonely guy who, mm. you know, is just trying to like live in this world that, you know, you've created and just, you know, make the most of it? Yeah, I don't know. And like, I, I, it seems that it's implied that he lied to Bernard hmm. about the nature of these hosts, you know, because Bernard asked him, he's like, you know, this, this is like too far, basically. And then uh, Ford is like, oh, like Arnold did this for me. You what? know, Arnold made, made this family for me. Oh. Like basically like designed these hosts and stuff. And like, um, that's why they, you know, that's why they say, oh, it's like first gen. That's why they're not like registered because like Arnold kind of designed it. Yeah. Um, but then later there's a scene after where when Bernard gets out of there, he's, um, questioning and looking into the database and he's like, show me a list of all of the hosts created by Arnold or something like that. Uh huh. And he's looking through it and it seems like the implication I got was that those hosts weren't on that list. Although, although it never actually says it. Oh, okay. And it never, never goes into it. But it just kind of, yeah, again, it's like, Ford, like, what, what you doing, man? Like, you this this evil mastermind or something. Mm-hmm. Like, and I feel like every episode, there's, like, a scene so far, uh, at least in the past few episodes, where you just kind of, like, ooh, like, you just become wary of mm-hmm. Ford. And you're just like, man, what's what, what's going to happen here? The, the, the systems, like, uh, t- is telling us a lot about the world of Westworld. Because there's another scene where... I think Bernie was looking up the area that he eventually went to with the cabin and it Mm -hmm. said um, five hosts detected. You go there and it's just the dad, the mom, the two boys or the boy and a girl. And like, who's the fifth host? And then all of a sudden, like in the shadows, like Ford pops out and you're like, oh, snap, are you a host, Ford? And you see a dog come by like, oh, shoot, wait, are animals hosts, though? (laughs) So Yeah. You kind of, and then like yeah. I don't know, and there could—I mean, there could be someone that's not in the shot, but you're you're just kind of like, oh, this is just really muddying the waters more. Yeah, and I'm just like, man, what 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 would have happened if like Ford wasn't there to save Bernard? You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's just it's just a lot of questions, and like the that scene later too when he Ford tries to go like play with younger Ford. Yeah. Um and, and the dog and like it shows that the dog is dead. Mm-hmm. Um that was like also like super creepy and mm-hmm. like um even added even more questions, like not just about Ford, but even about these hosts who basically don't answer to anyone but Ford. But like but they're also he, he lied to Ford. Like the young yeah. young oh, Robert. True, true. Like, you know, 'cause he, he's like, I don't know, like he he, he was dead. Um like the dog was dead, and then he like tells him to go into analysis mode, and he's like, "Did you just lie to me?" And he's like, "Yes." Hmm. And I was like, "Uh, like, oh, like, what's what's going on here?" Like, really, you don't um, have control. Then, yeah, yeah, because then he's like, basically, Arnold told him, or like some voice told him oh, to yeah. kill the dog. He said, "Arnold is better off that way." Yeah, 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 he said Arnold, I think, and like, so again, you know, Arnold rears his head, even mm-hmm. though he technically doesn't exist anymore, but he yeah. does. Um. Yeah. yeah. Which is a good segue to the Elsie investigation because mm-hmm. did she just get kidnapped by Arnold? 
I don't know, bro. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we we don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, yeah, that does again. There's like that scene, another cliche scene. Yeah, like, please, kind of cringy. Like she's like like in this dusty, dingy room mm-hmm. with all this stuff around, sitting in the dark, like typing on a computer, and then right. she hears like a squeak in the back, and she's like, "Oh, who's mm-hmm. there?" Um. And then I'm like, because because it does that does that shot where it's like pretty zoomed out, so she's small. Yes, so it's like it kind of gives you that perspective, like yes. oh, that's the person watching her. Uh huh. Like, uh-huh. That's from their eyes. Exactly. And then she actually gets like jump, like she gets jumped and then kidnapped. And I'm like ah, um, like I don't know. P- part of me is like I don't really care. <laughs> what? Like, you don't like you Elsie? Know, yeah, she's she's all right. <laughs> um, she. Yeah, I feel she's, like they that she's not important really mm-hmm. that much to this point. Mm-hmm. She's kind of to me like an extension of Bernard. Bernard, yes, kind of just adds to his story. Yeah, you know, similar how you know we're saying like Felix is adding to build up Maeve. Mm-hmm. Like Elsie is the um, the arm for Bernard that yeah. like his character can't actually do, sure. but then that like progresses his story. Right, right, right. So I'm just kind of like, eh. Like at first I thought she's gonna be a much more interesting character because mm-hmm. like I think it was in the first episode or whatever, whatever she like kisses the host. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I remember that? Okay. Yeah, I was like, oh, like, okay, interesting, interesting, interesting swerve. <laughs> um, but then it just like doesn't go that way. Right. And basically everything she does now is just so she can tell Bernard. Mm-hmm. And that like Bernard isn't himself sneaking around, yeah. But he still gets like the the effect of that. Right. So I'm just kind of like, eh, whatever. I I agree with you on that. I agree with you so much. Yeah, I, it didn't impact me too much when Elsie died. Uh, I mean, I meant not not died. Oh God, I'm losing it. Uh, when she <laughs> when she got abducted, I guess. But I think like if she she's like a character. I feel like is like a slow burn. Like if she mm. didn't. A die or didn't get abducted. I think I would like her like later on. Yeah, um, yeah. I feel similarly. Like you know, I'm like, not, I'm not as invested in her as like Felix. I feel like for me personally, but mm-hmm. I know I feel like they they could be on a similar train where like they become more significant later. Sure. Um, like similar. I think actually like um the host that Elsie kissed, mm-hmm. basically the the other prostitute that yes. Maeve works with. Like I feel like she also will become significant. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, mean, I also I think she's like she's an actress that's like semi famous at least. Yeah, yeah. Um, seems recognizable. So like, I feel like you know it's just these not even like I guess technically support characters, but mm-hmm. like really characters are like you know they're like even lower in my mind right now that might come up in in the future. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, and I, yeah, I thought it's interesting. Like, I, I kind of see, um, a connection point between these different narratives that we talked about so far. Like, because there, there's a a reveal about Maeve that um, Felix and Sylvester find that, like, because when they're going to adjust her her personality, mm-hmm. um, they're like, oh wait, someone already is. Oh yeah yeah. Um, and then on this other side, Elsie, you know, there, there's that corporate espionage, and she's like, oh, Teresa is selling our data or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, but wait, there's another person oh. also doing it. Yes. And she says it's Arnold. Um, right. But 
Um, and then I don't think Felix says as Arnold, but it could basically should be implied. Could be. Um, yeah. So I kind of see like this connection point, like in general, like the title of the episode is like the adversary. Mm. And for, for a long time, I thought it was going to be about Wyatt. Oh, um, yeah. Cause yeah. Cause that conversation between Ford and the man in black, he's I mean, the man in black is like, Oh, have you are finally created a worthy adversary or something like oh, that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so I was like, Oh, it's going to be about Wyatt. And like, it, it was like barely about the man in black at all. Yeah. Um, so it seems like this Arnold is, which has been, um, is, is, is moving in a direction already, but he is this main kind of antagonist, mm-hmm. not necessarily like to us, but like, to all the characters right, that right. we know. Like, he's just this, like, shrouded mystery. And, like, I don't know if it's the same person doing it, but it just kind of seems like, oh, yeah, there's kind of this intersection of the of the storylines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like yeah. this uh, all, all paths lead to Arnold kind of thing. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Anything else uh, from this episode that you thought was interesting or that you're picking up on? Um... I guess, I mean, since I, I, I briefly mentioned the man in black, I guess we can give like one minute to, to Teddy. Yeah. Um, um, and his, you know, it's revealed that Teddy actually killed the people with Wyatt yeah. for some reason. And then he like goes on a rampage and then kills everyone. Yeah. Um, I just, I really didn't like how they did that. Yeah, that know? was kind of weird. I was like, like you know, like because the whole development with Dolores and the other episodes, like she goes from like this innocent person to um, really coming into her own mm-hmm. and able to like kill and like you know she she's becoming her own person, right? But this Teddy thing, it felt really disingenuous, you know, mm-hmm. like it just didn't feel natural. Yeah, it's like he just kind of goes from this guy who's just hanging on a tree for like three episodes right. to all of a sudden like this crazy killer. Yeah, and, like it's just. It just doesn't feel right. He still feels um, like it still feels like he's controlled by something. Like with Dolores, hmm. she's making these character changes, but you could definitely tell it's like on her own will. But Teddy's like, okay, I'm gonna go Rambo now and kill all these people because I just remembered that. Oh yeah, I'm a bad guy. You know, like it's just kind of, I don't know, like like you said, just kind of disingenuous, kind of, you know, I don't know. He's not that interesting yeah. to me right now. Yeah. Same. I was just kind of like, uh, I don't know about this. So that's that's all I really got on mm-hmm. on Teddy. Um, maybe I liked him more when he was just laying on the tree. Ooh, man, you would have left hey. him there, wouldn't you? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last thing I'll say is there's like this fan theory, and I I don't I don't skip ahead, but I watch like different reactions on the specific episodes that we talk about in the podcast. And I heard about this fan theory of there actually being two timelines in each episode. Oh. Did you hear about that? No. Tell me more. So like supposedly one timeline is focused on um like building this new narrative, like that that um that uh Ford has, right? And also the William and Dolores thing. And another timeline is actually the man in the black hat and Teddy who are now on that narrative that Ford's created. Mm. Yeah. And I'll just, yeah, I'll just leave it at that because, Mm. um, when, when, uh, when, when Teddy and, or sorry, when, yeah, when Teddy and the man in black hat, are kind of like going throughout Westworld. The symbol actually, the logo is different 
from the logo that's in the Ford and Dolores and William uh, scenes. Oh, it's actually I did not notice that. It's actually shaped a little differently. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's uh, it's all in the details with Westworld. It is. It is. Oh, I, I like that. All right. Um. So let's uh just go on to our last segment. Um. So, Dill, what's uh hap- blah, 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 blah. what's uh making you happy this week? Um, yeah. So something that I was able to do this week, I, I guess a little context, uh, maybe for for the listeners. Um, so Joe and I met while we were in college, and we we're part of this org, um, this called InterVarsity on campus, and um, you know, we've since graduated. But this week, I was able to go back to our school and kind of help out with with um, that same org as they tried to kind of reach out to new students, like welcome new freshmen, you know, et cetera, et cetera. They do this big thing. They cook a bunch of burgers, have a pool party, whatnot. Um, so I was able to go back and kind of hang out and talk to some college students. So that was just cool for me, basically, like, seeing the change in the campus mm-hmm. and, like, the students and the org. I'm like, oh, wow, you know, things are progressing. And, like, um, I remember when I was that freshman and, and stuff. So it just kind of brought, brought back a lot of a lot of nice memories. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I liked it. It made me pretty happy. That's awesome. Uh, for me, um, I'm just uh, I'm I'm actually happy to uh, be cooking a lot more consistently now in the kitchen. I I know mm-hmm. I probably could have. I I think I probably said this before, um, but it just like brings me a lot of joy when I'm making something and then being very proud of the the kind of end product that you create, and so. This week, um, I made a number of things, but I really liked what I made tonight. I made like a uh, braised short rib um, with uh, potatoes and um, mushrooms. And it took about three hours and kind of jumping between doing my laundry and prepping this dish. But it came out super good. Ooh. Very nice. Up in that cooking cooking skill. Yeah. Um nice For man. Sure. Yeah, you're gonna have to make me a dinner sometime. <laughs> okay, okay. What do I get in exchange? Um I I will make you some coffee, which you also know how to make. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can make better coffee than me. Um, I, I don't know about that. But, <laughs> yeah, we, we'll see. We see. We still got to have that competition. That's that's when yeah, we'll really figure true. it out. Yeah, that's right. Well, um, thanks as always for pouring it over with me, Dill. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Can't wait to talk about Westworld next week. And we'll kind of see, you know, is it going to be better than uh, episode two and episode six? You know, Trump, uh, Trump LaVale. I forgot what it is. But we'll talk about it next week, and we will see you guys or hear you guys there. This was the Pour Over Podcast, brought to you by Joe and Dill. You can email us at pouroveshow at gmail.com and tweet us at pourover underscore show. Our artwork is by Daniel Liu. Find him on Instagram at herecomesdaniel. Music is by Joshua Yin. You can listen to his other tracks on soundcloud.com slash kidmajestic one word thanks for joining us take care yeah yeah
So did you did you hear about this two timelines thing or really? No, I I saw your your thing in the your your, your comment in the in the table, and I was like, what is this? Yeah, I, I gotta ask him about it. Um, but nah, so like that, are they trying to say that like two timelines, as in like it's totally separate? No, or like what what, like, what do they mean by that? Like like the same world, but having that two points in time. Uh, like they're not happening simultaneously, right? Is the idea? Ooh. Let me let me send oh. you the um, the uh, huh. the the talk that mentioned it. But I usually watch these guys discuss the episode after each episode I watch. Um, oh, sounds like they like have a weekly podcast or something. You know, uh, it's not as good as ours, but they probably yeah they have hey. something like that. Um, but yeah, the main kind of thing, uh, main piece of evidence they had was like that logo change. And then, um, uh, another thing was, uh, what was it like, oh, they predicted that the man in the black hat is actually William. Oh, and I forgot how they made those connections, but I was like, oh my God, that would be crazy. That would be that'd be insane. Oh man! Because like Logan's not there, you know. Maybe he really did die. Oh, and he's like, I've been, he- I became who I am, or you know, uh-huh. something. And then he's like head of a foundation, you know, because he's Williams a VP. Oh shoot, that's right. And 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 the man in black doesn't have a name. Uh huh. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So wow. Like oh. This could yeah, I mean, he like takes takes Logan's spot, take his job or something. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. Oh whoa. Yeah, it just it it, it like here and now it's like okay, this this is. I thought it was already deep. I thought there were like three levels. There's like ten yeah. levels. You oh know, my my, my bulk apprehension went like to eighteen. I was like, oh shoot. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's that's very yeah. That's that's next level. They, they their their show might be better than our show, man. <laughs> well, man, in, in terms of like conspiracy analysis. theories and like just yeah, just like yeah. ideas. Ours is more like we we talking about what kind of what we know, right? We're like what uh, we don't, but uh, t- ten ten Joes out of ten. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Yeah, yeah. They they, uh, they they just try to make it more complicated, right? Which I I think like I think when when we first started the podcast, I was so into like thinking of the meta-ness and just, like, examining it and, like, analyzing it. And now, like, six episodes in, I'm just, like, I'm just trying, like you kind of said with the storyline, like, I'm just here trying to enjoy it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 